0: Welcome to The Big Stream. I'm Kyle Coster. That is Stephen Douglas. We're of TheBigLead.com. We watched Succession tonight, like most of America. We decided to do it. America Decides, an ominous title. Ironically, it wasn't really America that was deciding. It was a bunch of these fools in a room. Minds would reel if they knew how many Greg-type figures are this close to the epicenter yeah. of history scary stuff we start with tom he's got pgm to the left of him fva to the right he's in for a long night in dress shoes but he does have good arches they've been remarked upon
1: yeah uh this is this is tom on his uh his big night i i know you want to go through in order this week so i i don't want to jump ahead too far and start talking about uh cocaine use Uh, cousin Greg is the, uh, he's, he's the fixer. He is, he is the procurer, the, the ultimate Greg of the Gregs. Yeah. Tom is, I I would, would certainly go for a, uh, if, if I had money and an important job where I didn't actually have to be on camera, I, I'd probably go with the suit and a nice pair of Nikes. Uh, but I, I guess I'm built different or Tom's built different. Yeah, big, big night, ATN. Uh, let's see what happens next.
0: I, I do actually kind of think that that speaks a little bit like to psychoanalyze Tom here, which is a dangerous game. But I don't think there's going to be any point in his career will, where he feels comfortable with a look like that because I think that he always assumes that he has to try to outdo the fanciest person in the room because he knows deep down that's not who he is, and I think that he has an inferiority complex about it. He's a man with a lot of power. And I think that was only crystallized for me tonight in the arc of his story, because yes, I knew that he had an important job and I appreciated the power that came with it. But I think that it was much smaller than playing the role in setting narrative for this election, which it seems like the fate of the world is on its shoulders. The casual mention of nukes many times in this episode led us to a dark place, but yeah, man, Tom was the man and he he picked a weird night to do cocaine. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, once you say, once you broach the idea and you ask someone else if they think you should do cocaine, <laughs> um, you're outsourcing that decision when hours later you will be putting your thumb on the scales of human history.
1: It's I, I think it became crystallized. Um, I, I think you just used that word. And that's why I'm using it. Um it definitely became crystallized how powerful all these people are uh, for the first time. Cause it's kind of in the abstract, um, you know, they're, they're making all these big deals uh, with these made up companies. And this is the, the first tangible thing, you know uh, the, the actual presidency and you could see it uh, weighing on their minds throughout the episode, uh, how big it was. And it was clear how how much power they really do have in this fictional universe. Um, And also at the exact same time, how close it is to somehow falling away. Um, You know, they're still going to be rich, but like the wrong guy wins. They're going to, things are going to fall apart. They're not going to be in the uh, West wing as Roman put it later. Um, Tom is like, I mean, he's basically an election God where he gets to call it for Mencken and he could lose his job tomorrow. Um, because the, because the touchscreen wasn't working. So, but, so yeah, it was, I mean, I'll, I'll say right now, I mean, watching this was just a tad bit triggering, um, just from, from reliving, uh, back in 2020 where, and, and, uh, 2016, um, yeah uh, it's it's disturbing. Uh, it, very light on the laughs this episode. Uh, there was definitely the 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 one scene that had me laughing out loud, which was kind of a, uh just like broader comedy, which we'll get to later. But for the most part, I mean it was just it, it was somehow darker than the episode where they killed off the protagonist in a airplane bathroom.
0: 100% agree. That was my one out loud comment after the episode and before I came down here to record it was, was like, man, that made me feel like 2016 and it made me feel like 2020. Uh, yeah. And I felt caught up in it. I felt like I had a vested interest in who won and yeah. it sat really heavy with me. And I was like, oh, this isn't fun. I don't really remember <laughs> loving those nights. Uh, they were pretty mm. stressful. I, I think uh, we did some drinking. We stayed up late. Um, yeah. And, and just the thought of it that we, have to go through something like this in like two and a half years was, was really alarming for me. So I was not able to like transport myself uh, fully away because uh, it, it came with uh, the boulder of reality. Greg is coming in and he's doing cocaine for the second night in a row that might make him an addict. He had a weird <laughs> night last night with Lucas Matt with Lucas Matson and his crew who knew of some unseemly uh, places and drank drinks that weren't actually drinks. Um, but he, he did with an old man. He danced with an old man. The old man did not want to dance, but they made us. And he was very confused. And then we see Roman who was kind of shuffled to the outskirts, uh, last episode and was down really bad. He comes in and he's, he's Mr. Big shot. This is his big night. This is where he's going to make his comeback. We didn't have to wait long. He has an argument with Shiv over what is more valuable four smiley faces or two eggplants. Can I get a ruling on that?
1: Uh, I, I I wouldn't go with the eggplants there. Uh, it was egg, two eggplants in an American bag, which uh, at the time I'm like, Oh, like fucking fucking America um, was, was the way I read it. Um, so, which is somehow less eloquent than um, how Roman and Shiv said it.
0: <laughs> uh, we find out that Kendall who worries about being a good father uh, is having Rava tailed by an SUV she calls him uh, and then he asks immediately what the license plate was I, I feel like that's yeah. never a good scenario for anybody to find themselves in
1: let's just say first of all Kendall needs new security that's not a great tale if uh if if the the wife ma- or the wife or the teenage daughter makes it within like half an hour um I'm 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 looking for new security. I'm talking to Macon's people. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure they're very uh, cloak and dagger.
0: Tom is on edge because he, you know, if his digestive system isn't working, he can miscall Colorado, um, and it's a long way back from pond life. Um, so they dip behind the whiteboard where they very casually uh, do the aforementioned drugs.
1: Yeah, and the and the way they they both peeked around the whiteboard after doing it was. Uh, was an excellent bit of physical comedy, um, yeah. I mean, Tom and Greg weren't weren't big on the laughs um, in their their usual way. The disgusting brothers were uh, uh, a bit subdued by their their uh, shaping of history this evening, but uh, but that was that was an inspired bit.
0: Connor asked if there's any film in the cameras at his watch parties. At his watch party, is informed if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in Kentucky. Kentucky immediately goes to Mencken. He gives a speech that was alas,
1: Kentucky, alas vanity. And and he'll be surprised to to realize that there probably wasn't uh, film in those cameras. Um, so another excellent uh excellent bit that we that didn't quite get the laughs it deserved in the room, which was uh just me. So
0: one thing that did get a big laugh uh, in my household was the whole idea of the touchscreen malfunctioning. I think that this is an inspired idea. And whoever came up with that, that little detail, I thought they actually could have got more out of it. I was excited for it to be like an all episode thing because like that would be a huge deal. What if a touchscreen broke at one of these places on the night and then they burned through three because the presenter was simply pressing it too
1: hard? Yeah. What if uh, they got Karnaki in there and they're like, what is your worst nightmare? And he's just like, touchscreen doesn't work. No question. There's, there's, there's no, there's no number two, no B it's just touchscreen doesn't work. I'm dead.
0: I'm pretty sure the traffic we could generate from that uh, would pay both of our salaries for years to come, but all is not fun in games. We learned that there's, unrest in portland a fire in milwaukee um and they're going to get these two contrasting narratives to who set these fires and essentially what it comes down to is all these ballots in milwaukee a heavily democratic uh territory have been lost and the fight becomes what to do with the call at that point that i think was dark for me because i kind of had the thought "Uh oh that's a little preview what if that happened wouldn't that be a nightmare and i'm like oh god is someone going to do that now
1: yeah uh pretty much um just the the entire night of watching what watching watching them uh try and discuss what is news uh hit close to home I, i'm sure that that's something that we've a, a discussion we might have had a time or two uh what what is what is worth putting up there and uh who benefits and just the the way R- roman was uh prepared to walk into any room at any time just going oh did you hear about an antifa um just uh again uh rough rough to watch um i i thought for roman this was a uh uh, this is a very dark episode. um you know, for most of this series, he's you know he's he's been so funny of all the bad people. He's uh one of the more fun bad people. and uh his crossover um to the dark side here, as it were, was just uh it's it's kind of jarring.
0: yeah, I think that we're ready to make news on this podcast and and both firmly agree that this is your headline, folks. There's no coming back from this, uh, in the
1: Roman department. Well, he, the, the important part is that he can, he can do business with this guy. So, I mean, it's, it's working out for him.
0: We get a apology, non-apology from Shiv, uh, to Tom about the things she said last night. It seemed to be like a vehicle just for, uh, him to say that he was sorry as well. It doesn't go well. Um, Tom says, you sort of killed your dad. Then (laughs) Shiv says, well, I'm pregnant. And he rebuts, he follows up with, is that even true? Now, uh, we combined, we have several children between us. Uh, I've never had it go this bad, the little back and forth when you find out uh, you're about to bring a little bundle of joy into this world. I I can't imagine it going uh, worse, actually.
1: Well, that's funny, because whenever my wife would tell me she was pregnant, I'd be like, are you trying to control the narrative right now? (laughs) Uh, what's what's your spin here (laughs) but yeah uh tom and shiv that was another i'm starting to think they're not coming back from this as a couple um and uh, seeing the uh the previously on at the beginning uh i was reminded of how surprised i was to hear that Shiv was pregnant again because whenever it's brought up i've completely forgotten about it she's she doesn't seem like she's uh she's gonna have a uh, a good time i don't really know how else to put it it just doesn't seem like the ideal situation and 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 tom kind of all, almost looked uh happy or uh enticed by this idea well i mean the, the the this is a sickos thing right here uh tom is a real sicko
0: yeah he is he's he's a weird dude like when you really break it down uh he's got some proclivities that uh un, are um unusual and unique um and maybe he and Matson would get along better than uh we could ever imagine
1: uh well, that's the that- thing I, I i think tom would get along with anybody um especially anyone that has uh the ability to um make him money i i tom is very um uh, I, I think what do you what do you tell Matson a couple of weeks ago that he's uh, he's flexible or whatever? He's like he I can I can do anything that you you need me to do, and I I think that uh, and he's funny. But he seems fun to be around if you're not Greg, but even Greg, you know, while he's giving him shit, he's also uh he's being the big disgusting brother that uh, Greg needs.
0: <laughs> yeah, the cover's blown on the whole disgusting brothers. <laughs> Uh, to now the word is out on the street it's, it's so funny to
1: hear someone else talk about it it
0: really is it really is uh it sounds way different coming from someone else's mouth even they probably realize how bad uh it, it comes off
1: I, I would love I would love to hear uh um Greg's grandfather talk to him about it like <laughs> and what are, and what are these disgusting brothers this is this is unseemly Gregory. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I I would kill for that scene. Uh, based on the coming attractions, I, I I think we're getting something a little bit heavier than that. They they cut to a report of the fire, and the reporter says, "In terms of a fire, it's still burning." Which I thought it was <laughs> yes. really amazing the way they make everything like seem just perfectly dumb, like it's a fancy operation, but you can just really see like the vapidness of it
1: all shine through. They. The anchors, the people working the uh the coverage that night looked just perfect. I mean, it was like they were pulled off right off Fox and Friends.
0: So, the argument is whether to call Wisconsin or not, with the thought that it's probably gonna eventually sway uh the election. So, they decide to bring in Decision Darwin, who I <laughs> thought was my favorite character of the entire episode this guy was fantastic we've seen him and uh he's from there's something about mary i believe uh and he was also in breaking bad he's just a fantastic actor and he killed it it's just kind of like their kornacki or their guy who was supposed to be the adult in the room he was fantastic and watching his descent uh to the magnet of of this corrupt machine was uh Um, amazing to watch but also i think he played it perfectly and it's exactly how it would go down in real life because we've seen the reporting about what happened at fox news in 2020 with arizona
1: yeah he was uh he was a a great one-off character um just seeing like it's interesting that there's like one actual expert out of the hundreds of people in this building working on this. And he's like this one guy who they're like, well, I mean, I guess we could put you on TV for a minute. Um, and then they just completely ignored everything. They There was no pending. Uh, the pending scene was uh, was great. But uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that he was also in uh, Love Actually as the teacher.
0: So Menke, at, at this point, Raven's head goes on. He's back. He makes a return um, from previous seasons where he kind of butt head butted heads uh, w- with people who are trying to rein him in. And he gives this speech that you would hear at eight o'clock on TV. And it's tough to sit through, even though it's uh, just entertainment. Um, and so they reconvene uh, in a conference room, all, all the heavy hitters to decide democracy in which way this is going. Uh, the kids and. Decision Darwin, of, cor- of course, uh, Dar, as we like to call him. Uh, and then Greg's there eating bodega sushi and uh, he gets wasabi in the man's <laughs> eyes and then attempts to wash it out with water. What is that? Which is which is actually lemon LaCroix, but don't worry, it's not that lemony. Um, as broad as succession uh, ever gets, but it, it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, that, one, that was... Um... That was easily the funniest part. And as I'm laughing, I'm like, oh, this is so I really, I literally also thought, oh, this is so broad for succession. Um, but but they they nailed it. Um just just the fact that Tom doesn't want he's like bodega sushi, like and and then like two scenes later, Greg is of course eating it. <laughs> um and then uh Darwin is sitting down for his his big moment he's getting ready to uh work through some notes and his while well, he's getting his MacBook out he he brushes the wasabi um and that's that's right there that right there is where we lost the election I think um if he is not a DNP if he doesn't go in the IR right there um I think that the pending stays and if the pending stays then they have a way to back out when uh i think was it when they were calling colorado or arizona and but if they were if they were able to do that they would they would have had a uh, a way to backtrack just a little bit but uh greg uh his thumb weighed heavily on the uh, scales of democracy last night tonight
0: I think we're ready to make uh, some more news or at least a first take Ooh. segment. Uh, I, would you say that Mencken won or... MNS lost? Decision Darwin choked.
1: Oh, man. I mean, we obviously... This is the first time we've ever seen him on this show. We don't know if he's injury prone. We don't know if in uh, 2020... Um, he sprained an ankle running down the stairs to, uh, make a call. So, I mean, it's an Anthony Davis thing. Maybe he shows up every other election and he's just great. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he kind of blew it there for him and his.
0: So we go from that incredibly broad moment to, uh, just the smallest uh, of details. Uh, again, Jeremy Strong's face. um, (laughs) telling us everything we need to know. We're talking of course when they did call it for Wisconsin and it looked like all the life had been drained out of him. Um and he looked even more he looked even more a shell of himself than we've seen him be a shell uh before and at this point he's kind of realizing what he's doing in real time and how destructive he's being and you can really see the anguish and torment all over him. All episode, I mean, ultimately it gets decided due to vindictiveness, uh, finding out that Shiv is uh, going behind his back, uh, but he's a day trader. They're, they're all day traders, but that scene where him and Shiv were really grappling with it and Roman gets in there just saying false flag, false flag, being as annoying as humanly possible just uh, fantastic and and as good as this show gets and again it was it was it was heavy it all that stuff felt very real to me and that's I think part and parcel of what makes this uh definitely in my top two episodes
1: of the year mm, uh, okay yeah I, I I was I was a little too shaken after to uh to to make that call I was not ready to call it um I thought that yeah all that was very good uh but the the worst part of the episode i thought was just the small moment where uh after they made the call and they're in that room and shiv's like leaning against the door and she had that one little comment like it all matters That, that was very uh tv movie um but other than that yeah um it was it was so good um which is why it was, uh, it was so hard to watch at times. Um, I don't know if I want to sit through it again. Um, maybe if we could just watch the Connor stuff is definitely, uh, I mean, we barely mentioned the Conheads who, uh, who are coming. So they're coming,
0: they're coming right now. As a matter of fact, uh, when con finds out the way this is, this is going, Um, he's excited about it because he's able to broker that deal, even though, uh, his concession didn't mean much except the opportunity to make uh, a speech. But Willis says, yeah, he's very right wing, uh, but Vienna for lunch, Venice for dinner. And then Connor gives not acceptance speech, a concession speech, a weird one, uh, (laughs) a little bit like when Dwight speaks at that conference in the office, uh, he got weird with it uh, and laughable and super lame. And I think even after like that moment of humility, like I said before, he was saying "alas, vanity. <laughs> uh, and then he goes to give that speech, which, you know, I feel like everybody would be, would be laughing at it if it happened in real life.
1: Yeah. Um, overall, pretty good speech, but uh, then he got to the end and he, uh wouldn't name his previous uh running mates um and (laughs) it's just just so funny like if i hadn't had this one running mate who uh couldn't do it and then uh another running mate who i also won't know won't mention um who couldn't hold up to uh the public eye or whatever and you know it it could be a whole whole different ball game if uh if we made all our shots we would have won So, I mean, that's a tough break for Connor, but that's why politics is five on five and uh, everybody has to uh, get better.
0: It's hilarious to think that Connor's campaign was shifting in running mates like a Max School would defensive coordinators, Uh, but you just, they went in, they saw the scheme, they saw that it stunk. He spent a hundred million dollars of his own money to do this. We never
1: actually, we never actually saw his running mate, right?
0: No, we never saw either of them, and I think that's what makes it, uh, so good. They're like the
1: dr- they're like the drummer for uh, Spinal Tap. There's there's just so many of them, but and we and they all have different reasons for dropping out. Unfortunately, we never saw them. That that would have been a great running bit as they uh as he just kept bringing uh, running mates around to introduce them to Willa and uh, and the rest of his family who just wouldn't make fun of them because they're obviously uh not legitimate candidates. Another
0: meeting of the minds finds the children together. full anarchist Roman uh, says, <laughs> "Dad's dead. This country is a a p that wants to get effed." A famous quote from Scarface, and then later The Lonely Island. He leaves, and Kendall and Shiv have another conversation, which is is weighty uh, when they're trying to decide what to do. And they're realists, and they feel what's about to happen to this country is I kind of think everybody did. Uh, It's a small part. I didn't write it down, but we should get to the point where it's like everybody's watching this. And I felt that they did a really convincing job of portraying just how unsettling this win is for everybody. Hugo has a barb about Jimenez being boring and stiff uh, early in the show. And then late when it's clear that Mencken has won, He's, he's kind of like dejected uh, and doesn't have much life to him. And this is the point where Kendall says, I don't think I'm a good father. Shiv says, yeah. you're a good guy. Um, <laughs> it's really touching, and it's kind of like the warmest we've seen those two be to each other. Uh, having real conversations about the family and how they're going to work this high wire act going forward. I thought- also,
1: We immediately find out that Shiv was completely full of shit, and and uh kendall knows that um and you, you mentioned uh something earlier about it, like watching kendall's face and jeremy strong's uh his reactions i would watch like if this was like a five or six season um show if they were gonna keep doing this i think they could have done like 15 minutes straight of just uh people having interactions on the outside of the office of the conference room without hearing anything happening and just watching them react. Cause everybody is just so good. And uh, just watching them be worried and be angry and be disappointed in each other back and forth. Um, Cause yeah, just like watching uh, Jeremy strong and cousin Greg uh, have their little interactions. He keeps looking through and then Greg walks off shrugging as he, and, and we, we have to mention, pulling greg into uh that break room which i think we've been in that break room a few times at uh, atn and that was just so uncomfortable and just like sarah snook being like the meanest most intimidating person in the world and greg being like just like stroking his chungyeon uh, i i don't like i don't like this right now um just all around great stuff
0: yeah, and I didn't really understand what she was so mad about. Uh, like, it, Greg, clearly she was there when he was being mocked and ridiculed uh, extensively by this group. So it's not exactly like I, I don't I think she's a little bit paranoid right, right now. Parano- oh, yeah. now. And for good reason, because her cover is blown because Kendall asks her to call Nate, who's on the Democratic side, her old boyfriend, to see if they can figure out how to squash this deal. Uh, If Jimenez wins and she fakes it and she straight up fakes it uh, and is caught because Kendall says, you know what, maybe I'll make a phone call too." that must not have felt good for Shiv. Uh, They both brothers confront her uh, and, and we get, I think, more news. I don't think Shiv comes back from this one with her
1: brothers. I'm not sure anybody comes back from this Um, going back to you talking about people, all the characters, uh, seeing the gravity of what they have just done. uh, What happened with, uh, with Mencken winning, like it's so dark that like nobody wants this. Uh, The people that do want it, know it's bad. And they're like, well, this is good for business. But also, I feel bad about the the, the country uh, falling apart and into chaos. And then it's like the only person that's uh, making out is Willa, who gets to have dinner in uh, fancy countries in Europe. Um, so, I mean, I guess the key is if you get to leave when uh, the results are in, then it's okay for you.
0: You said the only person who is going to do well from this is Willa, you're forgetting Roman uh, because he twists the knife by saying, this isn't about America, it's because you broke up with your boyfriend. <laughs> and he was, uh, he was feeling himself tonight. Uh, very, very aggressive. And I wonder like if he had affected that earlier on in his career, where he would have gotten because he seemed like by just acting as if tonight, yes, I know that he had lied to the campaign but like, it's not the only player in the world. So I, it just was like, he understood that his leverage, he said it out loud. Leverage was the highest for the company. Uh, tonight he understood that his leverage for himself was at an all time high and he capitalized on it.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was a great performance by Roman. Uh, if you're into the, uh, end of the Republic and stuff like that, um, He just, he false flagged and uh, antifa his way uh, to the results he wanted. Um, And they were, he was very straightforward, uh, him and Menken. And that's, uh, that's why the deal got, all those deals got done. is because they just, they, there was no, well, we'll see what we can do. Uh, Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, It was just like, if you do this, I will do this. And I mean, that was even when Menken was just, uh, when he thought he was going to lose. He's just like, just do it this way. Uh, Make it sound like I won and, you know, we'll both be fine. Uh, Again, uh, very disturbing.
0: Greg is tasked with going down to the control room and asking them to prepare to press the button. Uh, That's his entire role in this thing. Let history uh, note that he's, uh, you know, he's just down there and they're going to do it anyway. Um, They just do it four minutes later Uh, for all his uh, fun housing. The moment seemed to land on him uh, as well.
1: Yeah. um, The fact that uh, he was, he had to Greg the election uh, was a little crazy. Um, As was the fact that Jess caught him in the hallway randomly Uh, that I thought that was very weird where she just like, uh, another uh recurring light recurring character just like shows up to be like yeah well sucks of america's ending huh i guess you don't need to hustle with that and he's like yep and they just i okay um i guess just had need had an appearance fee and uh needed to be met so but yeah um greg not super excited
0: yeah. I can't decide if that's awesome or if I, I don't like it. Cause I can kind of see where it, it almost felt like a cheat, but then like, who, who are they cheating? Because it's like, have those two ever talked? Like I don't remember much shared history between the two of them, but the fact that you can just pull like someone from way back when, and it's, they've done it many times before. I mean, whoever thought old Nate would be uh, here at, at the center of it all.
1: Uh, well, we, we've definitely seen Jess and, uh, and greg together um i think uh when greg was uh trying to cozy up with kendall um they had some interactions and uh because we're, we're not weren't they both in? they were both in the uh in the suv doing the uh the bat the tweet stuff um which was funny where he uh admitted to killing the kid where he's he made the joke about killing someone um but yeah but still like what are the? More uh, there's like nobody else in this hallway it's just like they probably have like 50 different takes where they just like had some other character just like run into greg and be like ah well this sucks and then they just liked uh jess's take the most you know
0: while you're talking i i think i know why i like this episode so much it it had a little bit of the newsroom in it uh and it's a show that I like that show a lot. I know that it's flawed, but I just enjoyed the process of watching it and and the way things went down the entire night inside of that building. Like I just thought it was really great. Like this was, this was ATN's uh, best set piece Uh, and they've had some good ones from Logan's speech earlier this season uh, to Tom and Sid out on the floor, uh, all the stuff with Raven's head Uh, ATN really, uh, just a strong performance from them since, since day
1: one. Okay. I, I would take a 90 minute Aaron Sorkin version of this election. Uh, same results, same calls um, just from one of the other networks. I mean, obviously we learned that we learned this week that uh, the, the non uh, quote unquote right-wing networks aren't uh exactly left wing but uh i i would take the i i would watch the aaron sorkin newsroom version of this election
0: i would watch it vigorously <laughs> uh and it's something that i would love to see i
1: happen. would get my acoustic guitar out
0: <laughs> after after that all goes down uh in in the afterglow well roman is uh you know plotting to be the resputin to whatever mencken's cooking up over here he says we just made a night of good TV that's all uh, and I wonder how much harm has been done uh by that credo that
1: that, that is everyone's goal um but I mean I guess the uh the truth will be told when they get the ratings and the... so then again at the end of the episode Kendall's he talks to uh Rava and hangs up and he's like, or he's like, well, all right, we'll talk tomorrow. I'll see you at the funeral. And it's like it again, they just smack you in the face. It's like this entire season took place over like 48 hours where they've gone to like they've gone to two foreign countries. Um they've had an entire election cycle. Um, they're they're gonna be doing recounts and uh they're gonna be counting hanging chads at the funeral uh on Twitter. Uh it's it's Gonna be something. Uh, do we have one or two episodes left?
0: We have two episodes left. I'm just thinking of the episode of Pod Save America that would come out <laughs> of all this. You want to see the Sorkin version? I want to hear the Pod. That old Love it and Favreau over there would cook up on this one. And at the end, we get to Tom in the same place he was at the beginning, with those dress shoes and those beautiful arches. Greg is in. Inform- Greg informs him that his phone is very hot right now, uh, and there's a lot of important people that want to scream at you. This was this was Tom's this was Tom's moment. Tom's the big man. He did it. I will say he did outsource the final decision. He said it's not my call, and he kind of said, "You brothers, tell me what you want me to do," and then he
1: gladly did it because that's what Tom do. Tom did. It was his finest performance as a lackey. Um, he is the highest level. He, I mean, he is, he is the Greg of Tom's. Um, he will, he will do whatever he's told as long as it, uh, it means there's a plate, a seat for him at the table. And he, I mean, it seems like it was a great production. I mean, who knows how many touchscreens they really went through. I mean, he'll admit to three, um, it, it will be scandalous if uh if Daniel Dale comes out with a uh with a story saying that uh actually there were five touch screens. Um somebody's gonna go digging through the dumpster and find those uh 72 inch TVs that have just been uh, left for dead. ATN never coming back from this one.
0: And then the final line, which and the final line, which I think I'd like to have a discussion about what you thought it meant. Kendall is in the back of his car being driven home after this night of nights he calls rava he just wants to see the kids she basically says they're asleep which was no and he says some people just can't cut a deal thicker it um what did you think that meant
1: just i thought it was just a funny line to end with um where he was just kind of lamenting maybe how some people just don't want to negotiate like uh I mean, Rob, obviously he's, uh, he's had some issues, uh, with his ex-wife. I, 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 would like to know what time it was exactly where they're finally, uh, going home. Cause again, this, this brought me back. Um, this especially brought me back to, uh, 2020. Um, and I think I went to bed finally for like, I don't know if I went to bed. I, I remember 5. a.m. I might've, uh, laid down for like two hours. Um, and then my wife got up and took the kids and I haven't seen her since
0: it's time. It's time for stock up, stock down, buy or sell, whatever we remember to call it in the episode description, Greg,
1: take care of the wasabi, man. Um, I, I guess you would have to, I I would think buy, Greg, um, seems like Tom might've nailed it. So, uh, so Greg should be okay.
0: Bye, Greg. He's good with Matson. He's good with Tom. Uh, he's he, he's risen right now. Um, he, and he finally has some real authority and some real power. And this is what he's always wanted. Uh, but at what cost? At what cost? Roman.
1: Um, bye. Uh he's he's in the West Wing. What more can you want? Bye. Uh
0: again. <laughs> Another Aaron Sorkin reference. Uh, we're we're coming fast and furious with them. Really disliked this guy tonight. Mm. I really mm. did. Um, you want to talk about ringing true? He, he he feels like a very online person in real life. One of the more online people I, I've ever seen on TV. And I, you know what? I don't. I'm not sure I like online. Frank.
1: Snell. I mean, they were all. It it was it was interesting how they put the uh, the old guard all together in a uh, in a conference room, and they had nothing to do with anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that that was uh, it's a it's a sell for me as well. It, they seemed really irrelevant and mm. and and powerless,
1: and uh, that felt like the flipping of a page to something new. Tommy Wamsgams. I mean, we we've got to see what that number is. The number, I mean, it doesn't matter who wins the election, what matters is that number. When we start hear, hearing how big the ratings are or how small, uh, we'll know how Tom is.
0: I think it's a hold for me, uh, leaning toward mm-hmm. buy. Uh, I like the way that Tom is trending, he did a very difficult job, uh, and he didn't do it well for the populace or the citizenry, um, but he did it well for. <laughs> His overlords, uh, and, and his families, and his once family, and and himself, and he had he had to fight through a lot of issues. He didn't get his spaghetti and oil, um, American water. He didn't get any of that stuff, but he, but he powered through and he pressed the button and he guided everybody, uh, to where they needed to go. and And I was proud of him through that. Uh, now the whole fatherhood that that's kind of a mixed bag. That's definitely not how you want to get the news. And I don't, I don't see a happy ending there. Connor.
1: Um, big win because I mean, by, because Connor, uh, as long as these, these projected results hold up, uh, he's going to move to a very nice country, uh, nuke adjacent and he's got Willa. So, I mean, yeah, he spent $100 million, uh on this campaign, but uh, what are you going to do? Bye for me. Uh, he
0: went to bed and slept like a baby, uh, which <laughs> is something that not many other people in this episode uh, can say. So he got out of there relatively unscathed, and it just kind of shows like his aloofness from what's uh Basically everybody else. Uh and he did not really communicate well with the populace, although the conheads are coming. I can't wait to see where they are in four years.
1: Oh, yeah. And I we somehow didn't mention it. The the best part of his speech was definitely where it's like, I'm a billionaire. Sorry. Oops.
0: <laughs> I did a whoopsie. I I amassed a billion dollars.
1: Jerry. Uh DNP. Uh so uh sell she she i mean bye for her uh she's gonna be rich she's gonna get that uh big settlement uh for roman but um in in the grand scheme of the show it seems like she is a uh, sell she's gone yeah hopefully we'll see her yeah I mean, she'll definitely be at the funeral
0: sell we'll see what happens next week i wouldn't be surprised if she has more surprises
1: up her sleeve she's a survivor that's what she does willa uh, bye. Even though, even though I think she's gonna feel bad about uh the country where she grew up uh, falling apart, um, she will get over it while drinking a fine glass of wine. Bye. I mean, she she got where she needed
0: to be. Uh, she's got a bright future ahead. She'll be long gone. Uh, it won't even matter to her. And really, like I I just was thinking, there's nothing that con can do to lose her because there was a shot of her kind of like looking disappointed during the speech but then also she seems supportive at the end it's just like god uh, she's in it she's in it now and she's playing a role and she's very happy uh with her life i don't blame her carl
1: uh Cell. also in the room you yeah, know good for him uh it's it's that would be an interesting uh that, like an alternate broadcast for uh ATN on ATN two, where they've got like the coaches uh room where they had the uh those succession characters uh giving their play by play and breaking down the uh breaking down the election. Shiv. Sell. big sell. Uh the gender reveal party uh has it's has got to be better then uh, breaking the news to Tom. Um, I'm not sure how she'll do it, but I can't wait to see it. I'm sure it's going to be very uplifting. Uh, but other than that, other than the uh, gender reveal in uh, shows future, um, it doesn't seem like she has uh, anything. I mean, she's got a barefoot Lucas Matson, who again was a, a model in uh, Zoolander, uh, played Mikas. God, Alexander Sargeard, what a what a career for this man. What range to be uh the barefoot, uh disaffected, uh, uninterested but miserable billionaire in succession from Mikas is just what an arc. Um dream big kids. Yeah, big. for sure, bad stuff.
0: Yep, no big time sell. Um she's not a savvy operator, she just, <laughs> she just isn't. Um the communications fallback. Um, That's where she is right now. Uh, She's getting right on those wonky numbers. Um, Can't imagine her heart's going to be in it. She's got some other fires to put out. I kind of can't wait to see how this character gets resolved uh, because barring some unexpected good news,
1: uh, it's not going to be pleasant. Rava. I mean, I, I don't, It seems like a sell. Um, I, I don't see how she is happy. Um, Even though we don't see much of her character uh, doesn't seem like a happy existence. I, what I feel worse for is uh, Kendall's son who uh, doesn't even get to uh, show up in this season.
0: Yeah. Poor Iverson. Uh, Rava.
1: She's really patient. Uh,
0: She's put up with some stuff. Uh, She's a saint. Um, I'm buying her personally, but I, you know, as you, an economic advisor, I, I couldn't recommend uh jumping
1: on that right now. Big
0: one, the K Man, Kendall Roy himself.
1: It seems like a buy right now from a business sense. Um, seems like he's he's just uh pushing Roman over a ledge from uh being the successor. Um, and it seems like he'll be happy to do it. Uh he obviously he probably learned his lesson from opening up and trying to be honest with Shiv for uh, two minutes. Uh, and that came back to bite him in the ass immediately. So um, it's one King, one crown, one head, whatever it was, he said last episode. Um, he, he seems like the, the most, most likely person to win.
0: Agree. Agree. Uh, he, he did what he had to do. Uh, it's a buy. I think that he comes out of this stronger than he was going in Uh, you saw how unreceptive Jimenez was to his call Um, I think he would have been a real non-player and kind of the focus of a lot of scrutiny had things gone the other way so I do think that ultimately he made the right business decision which is not what this is about Uh, but he kind of proved that this is what his dad would do I firmly believe that's what his dad was do would do I, I I'm on Roman's side
1: in that argument it's both uh, interesting and super boring to watch uh, these phone calls that they have to make just to uh, like, just to say, Hey, I'm here. You know, like when he made that call to Jimenez and it's like, I mean, nothing was accomplished. Um, there weren't even really, I mean, he's just like saying, well, you know, you know, I, I hope you win. Cause that'd be cool. And it's like, well, we, we know you want to suck up. But I don't know, just sometimes they have to make these calls just to uh, say, hey, we are thinking of you. I mean, it's like calling your mom every uh, Mother's Day just to let her rem- let her know that you do remember her. Yep. So oh, I'll talk to you next year, mom. Yep. 1015 at night. Are you still up. Sorry, I don't mean to call so late. Jared Menken. Um, big bye. I mean, he's 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 going to be the president. Um, he's apparently got the numbers that exist and on top of that, if they find some other numbers that don't exist or actually do exist, he'll just say they don't, um, so good for him, good, good for him and all the people he's based on.
0: Credit to Justin Kirk. I I think that he plays this character magnificently. Uh, It's obviously a buy. I thought his speech at the end where he addressed the nation was kind of scary, but also kind of interesting and and alluring and like drew me in in a a very specific way, like unbelievable writing. Like I was kind of hanging on whatever he was going to say next. I could kind of see uh, where he might have some popularity and some crossover Appeal oh, yeah. to people who uh you know, I mean, you know, like inflation's okay.
1: Um you've been red pilled. <laughs>
0: Lucas Matson.
1: Uh seems like a sell. I mean, our, our our boy was on the ropes last uh last week, he was reeling, and uh now the the bad guy has won the election, so it seems like things are gonna be more complicated for him and and the deal's gonna fall apart, even though. I guess. I mean. I guess it doesn't matter because, also, this means that ATN is going to buy a Gojo now, um, so he's just going to continue to be rich. Uh, I guess the the most important thing is that he stops taking his blood and uh, turning it into bricks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and just anything to get out of that cycle would help. Maybe is it a geopolitical switch up across the Atlantic Ocean? Maybe. Who's to say? Yeah, it's a sell for me. Uh, he doesn't look as strong as he did on top of that mountain uh, now, does he? Jimenez, Daniel Jimenez, uh, should be the president, won't be the president.
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't know what numbers you're looking at, but the cable news network I watch called it for uh, for Mencken. So he better make a nice concession speech and uh, go quietly because uh, we don't need a succession direction. Success insurrection. I can't. This
0: guy, too, like the casting on him is I feel like that is exactly the Democrat that would win. It's exactly the Democrat that would get steamrolled in a situation like this where you don't believe that there's any teeth behind it. Uh Sell, obviously, uh, and you don't believe there's any teeth behind it because of this next guy. Nate Cifrelli, uh, is kind of the big swing and D over there. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say he doesn't really uh, put the fear of
1: God into anybody. Yeah, uh, definitely a sell on uh, our Nate. Um, I don't know. He's he's. No, I don't. I don't know if he's ever been a buy. If we had gone back to a uh, season one episode one, I don't know if we ever would have bought Nate. No, that he's, but here he is. He's the Cal Ripkin uh, of of this segment. And
0: finally, last character, kind of a small one, interesting casting, Mark Ravenhead gets some screen time and really spews some stuff.
1: I I didn't even catch the part where it was Ravenhead um he he was the the guy that uh Tom had to let go for uh for being the Nazi fan in uh season one, which was one of the uh great interactions, great scenes in the show um obviously it's great that he got back on the air. you know he probably did a show on Twitter for a little while um but now he's back and man that delivery it, it just sounded so familiar and uh disturbing and they're doing it in the middle of election coverage um but you know that's why thomas king
0: stock up so, i mean guess,
1: um, i guess buy.
0: yeah it's a it's stock up it's a buy. um i i gotta imagine he's uh there's going to be a place for him uh at atn uh in the mencken administration all right final thoughts like i said i think that this one was fantastic. I, I thought it had a bit of everything. I, I I actually thought there was a lot of laugh lines. Um, there was some drama. It, it kind of ramped up a little earlier than we have the last few episodes. I felt like it, we were cooking with gas 20 minutes in, which I can't say uh, like over the last month to always be true. It almost makes a nod, which I think is kind of an interesting choice for them that this isn't. There are more important things in this universe than what happens with the Roy family, which I'm not sure has always been something that we've thought a lot, but it kind of seems like that's where we're veering because the resolution of this issue uh, has weight and has stakes now because of the groundwork they laid tonight, where I feel like people are going to be pretty emotionally invested in this for the next two episodes.
1: Yeah, I mean, other than I think in like one of the first couple episodes of the whole show, maybe the first when uh, somebody throws an egg or something at Logan uh, as he gets going into his house. Um, there's. I I can't think of I mean, I'm sure there are some, but I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head of like it. It's seeming like real stakes, like it actually mattered. And in this episode, it it definitely felt like it the entire time um you know now that we've talked about it there were a lot more uh funny things but I'm not sure that uh going through it I as as a woke Lib I was I was not entirely comfortable going through it and uh reliving certain things so good episode yes um not sure if I need to, need to uh do that again
0: yeah which you can say about a few things I'm not I mean, I think I'll go back and revisit the Logan death episode just as like a feat of television, but I'm not particularly excited to go back and live in those emotions. And I probably won't be excited to go back and live in these emotions. But to me, this felt like like it reflected our our current state very well, which I, I, I love. I think that's so cutting edge. Uh, and, and it felt snappy. I mean, a million things happened and we were going all over the place and they used the geometry of it all fantastic to feel alive. Like it was a lot of meetings, but you got a lot of different venues. You got big to large, uh, just like the issues that they were tackling. Uh, another great notch in the belt of an all-time great show. For Stephen Douglas, I'm Kyle Coster. This has been The Big Stream, property of thebiglead.com and steer clear of the Bodega Sushi.